Hello and welcome to another episode of Business Made Simple. I'm your host, Tim Mansour, and my co-host and wife, Crystal Mansour. Thanks for joining us today on Business Radio X, where we are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio. We are incredibly excited today to have three special family guests in the studio for a business roundtable. We want to welcome Dr. Corey Mansour. Corey is Tim's son, and Corey is a board-certified anesthesiologist with a subspecialty in pain management. Corey completed his undergrad at UGA and medical school and residency at the Medical College of Georgia and a fellowship at Emory University. Abby Mansour is Tim's sister. She is an entrepreneur and small business owner of Events by Abby Rose and Abby Rose for Christmas. Last but not least, it's Michael Mansour, that is Tim's brother. He is the chief of police at Villarica, and Michael is also an entrepreneur and small business owner. We're real excited today to have my family or some of my family here. Uh, it's, uh, it's funny that we were all brought up in one home, which is uh, with a great mother and father, and uh, we were brought up in Griffin, Georgia. We had a little three-bedroom house. And there were seven of us that lived there, four of the boys in one room. We had mother and father in one and then my sister in the other. And what's amazing about that is having that, that we were so close together and to come out different in so many different ways. As you know, in other episodes, I, I talked a lot about my mother and my father. My father was an orphan. And again, his love for life is what he wanted as a close family. And they did a great job putting it together. My mother and my father, they kept us close. We were probably, I would say, more in the lower range income area. We didn't care. It didn't matter because we spent so much time together and we became very, very close. And again, what was so different about it is how we all went our separate ways. And it's the same with my son, Corey, and his sister, Haley. They were brought up together, same house, same same mother and father, but they went different ways. Uh, Haley uh, she works with uh, Carvana. She enjoys it, does a great job, has been there for a long time. And my son, Corey, of course, we'll talk more about that, but it went to the medical field. But what was good about it is they took care of each other. And that in life today, what we do is sometimes you don't understand why people do what they do. But what you need to do is support them. We don't, you, just because you think it's right doesn't make it right. I mean, we all have our own life. We all have our own mind. There's not a right or wrong. You just need to do what you want to do and what's burning inside you. What I tell people is when you start a business, a lot of people you'll hear, they'll say, I started this business and it's doing great. Let me tell you this. No business does great without other people helping you. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's the smartest people in the world or if it's Bill Gates. I can promise you when Bill Gates was in college, he had somebody else helping him make those programs. And he will tell you that to this day. And it's like anything else, just like Amazon. Everybody talks about Bezo, and that, that's great, but there were other people that helped him get to where he's at today. And that's something that you don't want to forget. For example, let's take Corey for a minute. He went to the medical, you know, he went in the medical field. He was in college maybe maybe 100 years, I think it was. I think it's maybe right at 100. Maybe 100 years, yeah. Exactly. And what was so great about it is he has a um, beautiful wife, Lauren, which is our step, I mean, our um Daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law, which we we love and think the world of. And she's a very um, well-known attorney. She's been doing it seven or eight years at least, maybe even longer. About eight years. Yep. Been unbelievable. And she was part of Corey's team to make it happen. 
and if it wasn't for Lauren, you don't make a lot of money going through medical school. So that was a helper. That was part of his team. And again, made his dreams and helped make his dreams come true, just like he would do for her. Uh, take Michael for a second. He's uh, been in the police force for over 30 years. And he also teaches D.A.R.E. at the college, which is unbelievable for the kids. We're, we're just so proud of him doing that. But in doing that, he also, now he has his own little business that he's done terrific at with the storage bins. And the thing with that is, Michael couldn't do all this without a great wife. He's got two beautiful children with um, her, his wife, Rebecca, and his children, which is Nick and um, Gabby. He couldn't be doing all this without having the support of her. And, of course, he spends a lot of time with the kids also, but it's nice to have that person behind them to make it happen. I know in my businesses, and I've had, whatever, 10 or whatever, 11, how, how many we had, but every single one of the ones that were that made me successful, it was done by with other people. It was never the Tim Mansour show, that's for sure. It was always people helping me and team members and family members bringing it together and going for the same goal. And I think that's just... I think that's what it's all about, and you never want to forget that. Another thing I want to bring up before we get started is, we've talked about this before, but we live in the United States of America, the greatest country in the world. And we always talk about, I hear about it, oh, yeah, we're free and all that, but do you really understand what that is? I mean, tomorrow morning, if you get up and you decide that I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go somewhere else, you can do that. If you decide tomorrow to get up and say, I'm going to go buy a new truck, a new car, a bicycle, or a motorcycle, you can do that. If you decide tomorrow or Sunday I'm going to go to a different church and praise a whole different way, you can do that. And I know this sounds simple because we think every day it's just something that's, that's happened. If you want to marry a certain person, you marry that person. A lot of country guy, a lot of countries, it's a dictatorship. I mean, you got to know what to wear, what you, who do you praise, who do you do this, who do you do, do that. And it's just crazy. So what I'm getting at is a lot of people will ask us, when is it a good time to go into business? And I'm telling you right now, now is the time. If you have a burning desire inside you, now is the time. Because I can tell you something that's happening that's not going to change. Time is ticking. And it will tick on. We're doing a show today, 30 minutes, it'll be gone. You go drive down the road, it's still running. You go to bed tonight, it's still moving. And you'll find out, you'll hear a lot of people say, and I know some of the younger people get tired of this, time flies. Well, it does. And we always say, we've said this in every episode you know, be careful because don't look in that mirror and say, I wish I would have. It's time to do it. And if you have a burning desire and you're listening to us today, take that step because I can tell you before you know it, it'll be over with. So you just don't want it to pass you by. Well, it's great because we have so many different success at this table, um, just like the world. So you're right. Directional um, success and influence for each person and the support of their family and friends and it brings it to the table is a great part of about living in the United States. So exactly. it's a great part about being able to flourish and grow and be successful in anything that you want to do. Yeah, and I do want to say this. <laughs> Don't drink the Kool-Aid about thinking everything that you do is going to be great. We're living in this world. God did not put us here to just have a party. It does not matter if it's your life you're talking about or your business. There will be ups and downs. And all I say is it's how you handle that problem. And the thing is, you can either handle it one or two ways, positive or negative. And that's it. I mean, there's no other way that I can look at it. Uh, we had a situation last night as we were working on this podcast, and our dishwasher went crazy. And I looked up, and there was foam coming out of the dishwasher. And Everywhere. I was like, what happened here? And it was a situation. Something went in, whatever happened. But we ended up ended up taking an hour or two cleaning it up. And it could have been worse. It could have caught on fire. It could have burnt the house down. It could have broke. 
everything that happens, it could have been worse, and that's the way you got to look at it. Let me say a couple things about our guest today. Uh, first of all, talking about Michael, I want to just say this. He is my youngest brother. He's been in the police business for over 30 years and probably the most honest person I've ever met. He's a lot like my mother. There's no in-between. It's either right or wrong, and uh, it's just unbelievable. I do want to say that um, he, he does the He tells the story a lot. He tells the story a lot. I feel honesty. like this is how Michael is. If I was going through Villarica <laughs> and I was speeding, I would let the person know, the, the, the person that pull, pulls me over, the patrolman, that I know Michael Mansour and that he's the chief of police, and if you would give him a call, we could get this taken care of. And I think right then that would get me a little bit quicker trip to jail <laughs> because <laughs> I know Michael, and I do appreciate that because he's always been like that. You don't have to wonder what side of the fence he's on. A little bit about Corey. Uh, Corey and I, uh, since the day he was born, has been very close, and I'm very lucky to have a son like that. But here's the thing, and we've got to think about this. We're different in a lot of ways. Corey's analytical. I'm a driver. And I can tell you this, a driver will drive an analytical person crazy. Now, with me, I've learned that I need analytical people around me. Uh, Crystal's analytical. Corey's analytical. Joe's analytical. And the reason is that because a driver, sometimes we make those decisions so quick, sometimes they're wrong. A lot of times they're wrong. So it's great to have that around me, and I've learned that. Um, I remember a lot of people telling me, well, when Corey gets to an age of a teenager, y'all won't be as close for a while. That never did happen, and I'm just so happy about that. Uh, I remember I want to tell a quick story about him. Is when we were during the summer in the eighth grade, I remember him being at one of the fitness centers, and we had three, four of them actually, about 30,000 to 50,000 square feet clubs, and they were very busy. We had a, a equipment store beside we'd buy our equipment from. We had a vitamin store so we had a lot going on 300 employees running 24 7 and it was great to have Corey and Haley at the club sometimes all the members knew them and loved them so it, it kind of worked out well and I remember walking back one day from the pool area and uh, I just was talking to Corey and I said Corey you know daddy's thinking about maybe building 10 clubs and it might even do more we might do a franchise or whatever and Corey's a great listener and he was listening to me and I said you know when you get out of school I'd like for you to come run the clubs as a parent, you know, you always want the best for the kids, and you know, think you know what, what they want and everything. And, Corey, another difference he has, he's a very smart person, but also he's that, what do they say, when you have two ears and one mouth, you should listen twice as much as you talk. He does that, I don't. So that's another difference we have. <laughs> so anyway, he never said much. He's very quiet. When Corey talks, he has something to say. And the next day, I remember him coming to me. And it might have been in the middle of the day, and he said, Daddy, remember you talking about me taking the clubs over? And I, and I kind of forgot. I was running so crazy. I never even thought anything else about it. And I said, oh, yeah. And I kind of got a little excited when he said that. He said, do you mind giving it to my sister Haley? <laughs> and I was like, I, I, where did that come from? You know. And he said, Daddy, I've been thinking a lot. Now, you got to remember, I think he was in the eighth grade. He said, I've been thinking a lot, and I've decided uh, I want to be a doctor. And I mean, I was like, a doctor where did that come from number one number two is you know we don't have any doctors in the family i never heard of that never thought about it so i asked his mother and she said the same she's never heard of it and i said well he'll get over that and it'll, it'll fly by and today of course he's a doctor so i guess i'm talking to you parents out there sometimes as your kids are growing up you think you know what's best for them and you want to put them in certain positions but if they have a burning desire inside to do something you need to support them and let them do it I wanted, him to, I wanted him to be a fitness center owner. Instead, he's a board-certified doctor. I think I was wrong on that one, so it worked out pretty good. <laughs> so anyway, it's something to think about anyway. So uh, my sister, Abby, let's talk a little bit about her. She was one of the ones that helped us as we were getting started with all our businesses. She did all of our logos, did a 
beautiful job with them. She would uh, do most of all the decorating. And also she was the president of the Cedar Club, which is a very high high honor. It's a Lebanese club, and uh, they do a lot of different fundraisers for peop- uh, places, especially St. Jude's Hospital. And Danny Thomas started St. Jude's and did a terrific job, but I can promise you, uh, God rest his soul, he had people helping him make this dream happen. It's a hospital where they have the kids that had leukemia and different cancers and all come to the hospital, and they come free, and actually their parents come free. It's just a beautiful thing, and and uh, God bless all of them for that, and we're very proud of her for that. But one of the things that I probably never mentioned to her that I was most amazed about Abby is when we got started in the fitness industry, you have to understand, most of them are going in and out of business so quick. One day you go and they're there, the next day they're gone with a U-Haul. So it was hard when we first started at Gwinnett County to get started. We really wanted to look bigger than we were because we wanted people to um, believe in us and, and all. And I remember talking to her. Sometimes we would have the foyer, and I'd say, Abby, I got about three or four hundred dollars. Can you make it look good? She'd get that three or four hundred dollars, and she might get a chair and paint it, or uh, an old mirror and paint around it, or whatever. And it would look. You know, I might have spent three or four hundred dollars, but it looked like a million dollar place, and that helped us every time we did it. But also now, if you want to give her a million, she can make it look like three million. She has <laughs> no good. problem either That's way. Good. But anyway, that, it, it was amazing how she could do that. So now's the time to get me to quit talking, and let's talk to these uh, specialists around us. And uh, I'm going to start, Michael, with you. You know, in our, in our world, of course, you're my younger brother. I, we, I don't know if we've ever had a, a policeman in the family. What made you go to being a police, or was there something, one certain thing that just cut the light on? I guess that uh, some of the TV shows I watch, Starsky and Hutch and things like that, I just always wanted to do that. And like you said, nobody in the family ever wanted to do that. And and you talked about how parents know, you know, want to help and all. And I remember when I was applying for the job, uh, I just started college and I was 18 and I applied for a police job and, and didn't really expect to get in that quick. And so I'd tell my mom about it and, you know, how mama was and, and finally, when the last thing I had to do was pass the drug test and the fitness, and she knew I would do both of those. And so when I uh, told her that, she finally kind of blew up. She said, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, you just do that and, you know, go get yourself shot at or whatever. And she was just <laughs> funny about it because she had never let it out because she was nervous. Scared. So she, she would send y'all to come ride with me and watch and make sure I was doing what I was supposed to do. But it's, it's just a passion that I've always had. I enjoy working with people. I enjoy helping people. I love the job. I love being a cop because every day is different. So you never know what you're going to do and, and what you're going to deal with. Uh, but uh, it's, it's just something I, I feel like I'll always do. I've had people say, well, you could teach full time. You could do this. And I still love being a cop. And I've been a cop for 39 years and still enjoy putting the uniform out on and going out and working with the officers and and uh, trying to lead them from the front, I guess you'd say. And that's un- unbelievable that's because when somebody loves a job that long, that's what I'm talking about, having a burning desire inside. And I know, Michael, I think you started in Rome, mm-hmm. ended up in um, Carrollton, and right. then went to Villa Rica. Right. And the people love him because, again, Michael's black and white. He, he has no – it's just right or wrong, and he treats everybody the same and just so proud of him doing that. Uh, Corey, going to you a minute and answering kind of the same question. I mean, you, you shocked your daddy, of course. Uh, saying you want to be a doctor and and of course you didn't get your brains from me so it did i'm like where did that come from what made you want to become a doctor um honestly i believe it started when i was about 10 and um jitty or my grandfather uh, was diagnosed with metastatic colon cancer 
at that time it was a very very tough time in our life and he got admitted into hospice care so really the caregivers the doctors the staff the compassion they showed our family um, just how they were there for us no matter what always being there um, if we had any concerns any questions and just being there to comfort us and lend a hand um, that really really left a big impact on me uh, so that's probably where it started um, then obviously in high school I had some more opportunities I would sometimes follow around you know the honorary doctor in the family Dr. Ann Abbey <laughs> um, and then I followed Dr. Moeller as well who's an orthopedic surgeon in our area and he just showed me the ropes and it was just amazing what he could do and how his patients loved him um, and then you know that led me to volunteer in the hospice when I was in college um, I remember one time I followed with a 92-year-old man, gentleman, he was actually a World War II fighter pilot. And it's amazing how much it means to them just to come and sit with them and listen and just have someone to be with them and talk to. And it, it really impacted me, and I think that's what pushed me into the career in medicine. That's unbelievable. And, again, that's that burning desire inside that we would have not have known that. And I think, again, supporting your children or your friends or your family. And I want to say this over and over sometimes you don't understand what they're doing and especially children that come out and say well i'm gonna go be a a singer or i'm gonna go do this and that you just don't know but you got to let them live their own life and and and, and mainly just support them abby well, i know can i say something yes ma'am i think it shocked us the most because you were such an athlete we all thought you were going oh, to amazing be a professional ball yeah. because you could do anything with a ball and and tennis even i mean you were always ranked highly in the united states so it was a big shock yeah, and it's yeah. amazing how two and a half days because that's all dad was in hospice right would have that much effect on you it really was it but really he was so, you're so balanced between mm-hmm. athletic and being so brilliant and that's what you he got defi- for me the brilliant mm-hmm. well he definitely yeah. got mm-hmm. the kindness and you know that part of your personality which fits so well with what you do now Mm-hmm. Because your compassion and your bedside manner is just amazing. It's just amazing. Very proud of him, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Abby, I know you did pharmaceutical sales for a long time. You did newspaper mm-hmm. advertising. What made you go to where you're at now in this time of your life? I kept getting thrown back into it. Because, like with you, when we did the Fitness International, I did all that decorating. And then I went from that into Mansour Medical, but it was pharmaceuticals and finally teaching doctors about cardiovascular care and advanced lipid profiles and that was wonderful but I always had a creative something going on on the side and so I kind of fell into it literally because every year I fall out of at least one tree while I'm doing Christmas decorating in uh, outside so I just fell into it and I love it it's it's one of the things I can do naturally and that, that, oh, that is what sure. makes it that's what it's all very about. talented yeah. very talented and there's so many different ways i can take it because exactly. i mean um it, whether it's in writing because I, I remember when i was in high school teaching uh, writing daddy's speeches and uh he'd kind of tell me what he wanted to do and then i got to write it and then i got to be a part of your book and then i've I've gotten to do it in writing. I've gotten to do it in art. I've gotten to do it in decorating. I've gotten to do it in theme parties. It's just always something creative in there. Exactly. Well, the next question I think is really important because if you, when you're on the outside looking in, we have people every day call us or write us, and 
email us, man, we really want to flip houses. It is just unbelievable. I'm just uh, so excited about it. They only see the outside, the fluffy part. Every business, I don't care what business you're in, there's going to be ups and downs. Um, you know, in the flipping the homes, we love it. We've done 50-plus homes. We've done well in it. But do you know that sometimes you might have three, three, three homes sitting for three months and not get one penny in? That's tough because money's going out. You're making decisions buying homes from whatever, one hundred fifty to three or four hundred thousand dollars, hoping that you can fix them. But what if a big mistake comes in, you lose, and then you go three months? So there's a lot of things to anything. And what I want to talk to Michael about right now, everybody talks about the storage bins, and they see this on TV. And I don't know if it's ever like it is on TV, Michael. But tell us a little bit about the the pluses and the minuses. And I know there's a lot of pluses for you because you're great at it. I mean, I've seen some of the things you've done. From I remember quickly and one time I went down to meet with Michael about buying some things for our homes it was a big warehouse and I'll never forget we were riding to the warehouse and he said I've got to make a quick stop he pulls over runs up and this lady's I'm not sure if it was an office or it was house a business it was, I think it was a business and he had a little something in his hand gave it to her come running out jumped in never said nothing to him he started leaving I said well Michael what just happened he said well this lady wanted I think it was either a tape holder or something a little radio uh, you know for seven dollars I'm like I cannot believe that he thought about that. So he'll sell something for five dollars or five hundred dollars, and that's what's amazing about him going through these uh, these uh, storage bins. It's just amazing how that happens. But I was just going to ask you, tell us some of I know the maybe positive and negatives of owning and doing your business as a storage owner. Well, we started doing storage buildings about six years ago, and it was from honestly from watching the TV show, and I always wanted to do it, and I, so I. I went to an auction. I'd been to two or three auctions because I'm I'm a little analytical before I spend my money because I'm cheap. So I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit like analytical. I'm a little bit like Corey. So I would watch other people and I'd see what they're bidding on and I'd see how they did it. And so about the fourth auction I went to, I, I said, "Well, I'm gonna bid on one today." And so I I knew some of the people that were there because it's the regular customers, the same people a lot of times. And so there was a real, real good unit, and uh, and I said, well, I'm gonna start out the bid, and so I bid a hundred dollars, and and uh, everybody looks at me because I hadn't bid at all, and and they just started looking at me, and then nobody else bid, and I'm starting to wonder, well, good lord, is there a dead body in here? What's going on? You know, why is nobody bidding? And finally, when it was over, nobody else bid, and I got it for a hundred dollars, and I asked everybody, why did y'all not bid? And they said, well, we want you to get one and see oh, you know let nice. you experience yeah. and, and stuff so i did really good with that unit i mean i sold just about everything out of it different ways and so we've developed through there better ways of doing things and better ways of uh, setting it up and and it's been just a lot of fun and for some reason i enjoy going through other people's stuff i don't know why but it's just <laughs> weird but it's just certain things and and i know part of your message is people helping you and things like that and so i have a, a good friend that went through our citizens police academy that got to be my friend because we collect sports cards and stuff and he would i would call him and say hey can you come help me move this or come help me do this because it was big stuff and he did it so many times i finally looked at him and said dude why don't you just join me we'll do this together and everything's 50 50 and we've done that and it's been a great partnership and as you know, Tim, with some of the business partners you've had, some have been really good, some have been really bad. I've been the same way. I've worked with people that I just worked out fantastic, and then I've worked with some people that I wouldn't, I wouldn't go in business with them again for anything. And so you learn that, and you, the, one of the biggest things about 
any business is if you're going to work with somebody, you've got to be able to trust them. They've got to be able to trust you. You've got to be able to know that neither one of you are going to take advantage of the other one. And and when you can do that and, and it works out, it's usually a, a great friendship and a great business. Definitely and that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing to have, number one, having a partner, number one, and making it work. But let me ask you this, Michael. In in the business, when you're watching TV and we see it because we're, we're naive at it, don't know anything, is there some things there that are just not – like it really is I'm on, t- on TV or one bigger special oh, yeah. thing. Look at this. Oh yeah, it's just like all the other reality TV. They find stuff that you would you would very seldom ever find if right. you know. And I don't know. I, I know they dress it up a little bit and make it better. I've I've been through some units that holy moly, it was just pretty horrible, right. and you're you're lucky to get your money or anything out of it. And then I've been through some that surprised me and just found some really cool stuff and and things like that. One of the coolest things i found uh with our georgia relationships in here university of georgia relationships i found a gentleman that played for georgia in the early 1900s and he had a uh a scrapbook that he had made up of press clippings and stuff because he was a very good athlete and he ended up becoming a colonel in the uh, military and just really sharp guy uh, but he also had a program from like 1920 mm. of one of the games wow. and, and stuff. So that was a real cool thing. Uh, one of the weirdest things I found uh, was some cremains where I actually found an urn wow. with a family member in there. And, and uh, thankfully, we were able to get it back to the family. But God bless him. it's yeah. kind of weird that <laughs> somebody would leave him. You know, where's, where's Uncle Bob? Oh, he's, <laughs> exactly. he's at the storage building. <laughs> it's definitely different. Uh, but uh, just... The fun of seeing what you can find, you know, like I said, you don't make money on everything. Uh, you you clean out a lot, don't get a whole lot, but it's just a lot of fun to do it. And, and I built so many relationships. You know, we started a Facebook page, uh, West Georgia Barn Finds, where we, we said if we could get 100 people on our Facebook page to do this, we'd be thrilled to death. Well, we've got over 3,000 people that, wow. that follow our page. And, and you can post something and 10 seconds later it sells. and and then the stuff you think will sell immediately don't. So it's just a lot of fun. I love doing it. It's been, you know, great for us. Just a whole lot of fun to do. You definitely got the garage sale kind of aspect. I got that from my mom. I got that from my mom. That's no right. Doubt about <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you, and that's what it's all about. You just heard Michael. He's got a great full-time job. You just don't leave something like that. But people don't understand. You do not have to have a full-time business on your own and doing everything else. You can do it part-time and make uh, make some great things happen, and he has done that. I'm just so proud of him. Uh, next, Corey, I was going to talk to you a minute. I know when you said you would become a doctor, uh, we had no idea what to expect. I mean, I hear people every day call me, you know, I know Corey's a doctor. My, my daughter's going to take uh, pre-med, and this one's going to do this. She's going to be a doctor. He's going to be a doctor. And I look at him like Gosh, if I could just sit down with you for hours and tell you just some of the stuff that Corey's went through that we had no idea because we were not doctors. I even remember going to your first meeting. The guy told us, he said, uh, they'll have a short white coat instead of a long white coat. I didn't even understand why you do one or the other. And, of course, we know now that. And also, I remember him saying, your kids, they're going to get lonely, which I can sure understand that now. It's almost like walking up to a fire hydrant, open it up, and just as fast as the water comes out, that's how they're trying to drink it. That's how much information we're going to give them. So I guess a question I would have for you, Corey, is some of the things that people just don't understand about taking that step. Everybody would love to become, a lot of them would love to become a doctor, 
what suggestions would you say or what are some of the surprises that we found out or you found out after you got started? So I guess some of the surprises I found out are some of the negatives that I wouldn't you know, have known about um, was that, number one, you have to make a lot of sacrifices that can be um, working long hours with the job, 80 hours to 100 hours a week, um, especially in training working nights, weekends, holidays, you know, we have a very close family. It's it's extremely tough for me to miss, you know, a holiday when everyone else is getting together and having to be at work and 2 a.m. by yourself. So that, that can be, you know, very tough to go through that. Um, there's also a substantial financial investment that you have to consider when going to um, medical school or schooling. Um, and then training takes many, many years. I've been I think I did about 13 years of training with you know, wow. college, medical school, um, post-training after that. And, you know, it's tough watching your friends during that time because your friends, you know, pretty much throughout their 20s, they're getting good jobs, they're buying houses, starting families, and a lot of times you're missing out on that. So, so that, you know, that's a little bit difficult. Um, and like you said, it can be a little bit lonely. I was lucky enough to have a fantastic wife that was there for me, supporting me. Um, for several years, we had to live apart, but thank goodness it was only about an hour and a half drive. You know, you know, some of my colleagues were living about, you know, a plane ride away from their spouse and only saw them every couple months, which was very difficult. So overall, um, I think, you know, you just want to consider the positives and negatives. Um, and also that just like with anything, any professional society or goal, they're always competitive. Um, there's not many spots available. Each level becomes more and more exclusive, and you're competing with a lot of very bright people. But on the positive side, um, you always have the privilege of patients trusting you with their health um, and seeing that you can make a difference in someone's life. You get to work as a team, um, sort of like when you're you know, raising a kid, you work as a village and get the patient better and home safely to their family. I enjoy the opportunity to meet the people from all walks of life. You really have no idea um, who will walk in the door next and what their experiences are and <laughs> what kind of funny story you'll get out of that. It is nice also, the relative job security. I mean, obviously this COVID-19 situation has changed things uh, a little bit that we never saw coming, but there is relative good job security. And then there's always room for growth and additional training. So I think, you know, those are the positives and negatives of, you know, about a medical training yeah it was a lot of things changed i mean we we had no idea about a lot of it so if you be, you're going to become a doctor i think the best thing in any business even if you're going to start doing storage bins find somebody that's been in it and talk to them because you can really help you not make as many mistakes as we had before we have a lot more questions to ask we're going to make this a two-part series uh, we're excited about having our guest i can tell you on the next series i won't talk as much so we can get some more answers from them so make sure you tune, uh, uh, tune into that. I'm going to let Crystal take us out. Well, thank you for joining in today. We hope you enjoyed the show. We appreciate Dr. Corey Mansour, Abby, and Michael Mansour joining us today. This was a treat and such a pleasure. We have totally enjoyed it, and I hope you all did too. But we want you to visit our website at www.mansour, that's M-A-N-S-O-U-R, international.com you can ask us a business question you may even want a reference to something that you might want to know from our show today Uh, you can also catch up on any episodes that you might have missed we look forward to talking to you again here on business made simple and until then watch watch what what you you wish wish for it it might might come come true. true